ESPN 100.3 FM, KLRZ, La Rose, New Orleans, the River Region. Ladies and gentlemen, it's time for the Sports Hangover with Gus Kattengill. Local sports, national sports. The G-Cat is on it. Oh, you made a wise choice, my friend. Now, saddle up for a tall glass of sports talk. Here's the Sports Hangover with Gus Kattengill. All right. How do you feel now? How do you feel today, Saints fans? Can't wait to hear from you. 800-998-1003 is the way to chime into the conversation. Gus Kattengill, Jordan Kleber with you here as... I'm just going to say it right now, Jordan. 118 days. Do you know what 118 days is from now? The start of the NFL regular season for your New Orleans Saints. It is. 118 days until that takes place. And then, uh, obviously, you know, that is going to be against your Atlanta Falcons. Atlanta Falcons. We're going to that one, right? Are you ready? Are we doing a real I'm trip? always down to go to Atlanta. Uh, you know, I try to tell people just relax and just kind of, you know, be patient. Saints got a plan. I'd heard little birdies. Post draft signings were coming. Honey Badger, Jarvis Landry, but to actually see it to fruition and happen. Oh my goodness! Boy, did Friday. Make Saints fans have a fantastic weekend, no doubt about it. Jarvis Landry signing the details to that contract coming out earlier today. Ian Rappaport putting it out there and a couple of others. One-year deal, $3 million. Going to get three more in incentives, individual stats, things of that nature. But, Jordan, they did it again. Your New Orleans Saints. Remember, beginning of the offseason, uh, the national yeah, right. media. How are they going to field anybody? They have no money. They're over the salary cap. They're in salary cap hell. <laughs> salary cap hell. They're not going to be able to beat anybody. <laughs> it's over. Dennis Allen doesn't know. It, it can't, there's no quarterback. It's, and I, what, I, Ralph Marlborough, Scott Prather, Sean Fox. I was like, just breathe. Just breathe. There's one thing I know from covering this team as long as we've had. For the most part, when you have most of the people in the building over there that have been doing it, and I under I understand perfectly, Sean Payton, we have the latest news on him now where he's going to be an analyst during the upcoming NFL season. But, look, here's the thing. For the most part, it's the same folks, right? Kai Harley's still there, the cap guy. You still have Mickey Loomis, you still have the... One of the reasons we, we said it, you keep Dennis Allen, and most of that staff is because of cohesiveness, right? Continuity. I understand it's different positions and things of that nature, and DA kind of touched on that earlier um, on the weekend about now being a, you know, a head coach, and I get it, which I think is kind of funny. As opposed to, you know, being a defensive coordinator. I'll just play the very beginning, and then we'll continue to chat here. Yeah, I went to the wrong office a couple times for the first few weeks. <laughs> there you go. Wrong office, Jordan. <laughs> but he's so used to being an offensive coordinator. Look, um, Saints rookie minicamp took place over the weekend. You're going to hear from Chris Olave. You will hear from Jarvis Landry as well and Dennis Allen. I want your phone calls here as well. Look, I, I thought before all of this took place that the Saints were going to win the NFC South. You know that, Jordan. I've been saying that. This is before I thought Tom Brady, Tom Brady came back. Like when he had retired, I'm like, the Saints are winning the division. And he came back and I still stayed with it. They made the, the run for Deshaun Watson. I was like, when they didn't, by the way, the NFL and, uh, and Deshaun Jordan. Yeah. According to Justina Anderson over on Twitter a few minutes ago, the NFL officials are currently scheduled to meet with Browns quarterback Deshaun Watson in Texas this week. Okay, so they're they're meeting, you know, to d- discuss things and see if there's going to be. I wonder what they're going to discuss. Well, I'm sure they're discussing certain amount of things, but anyway, I I, I thought the same sort of because I don't know if you go and get this like the moves that they could have made and the team that would have been that we see now. I don't think you have right because obviously those first round draft picks that you used on Penning and Alave. They're gone. They're gone. I mean, and that's what I said at the time. For the cost of picks and for the cost 
in terms of money, which, by the way, the Browns guaranteed every cent. And the uncertainty. Yeah, I just to me, it just didn't make sense to me. Now, they kicked the tires on it, try to get it, and he picked the Browns. And again, I <laughs> wipe my hands up. <laughs> Thanks. But seeing what this team has done in free agency, in the draft here as well. I mean, Jordan, I don't think anybody could have really looked at this fall uh, upcoming and, and, and really now put the Saints, dare I say, in contention. Do you think it's- the moves that they have made, the two additions, finally, LSU Tigers, you know those LSU fans say, finally, Sean Payton left and now they're, they're getting a couple of LSU Tigers. But in all honesty, bringing in guys like Tyron Matthew, Jarvis Landry, to this receiving core room, which now all of a sudden goes from a flag football team to a legit NFL wide receiving room. That's also the question of the day. Where does the Saints wide receiver group now rank in the NFL with the addition of Jarvis Landry? You could comment at ESPN Radio NOLA yeah. over on Twitter or call in 800-998-1003. By the way, and again, we're going to play all of this over the next hour. I have no guests this hour. Coming up next hour, we got Rafael Espars at 115. At 1.30, Justin Hill, head coach of the McNeese Cowboys. They are your Southland uh, baseball champions of the regular season. It came down, they won by a game. You, you know, second. Um, I mean, SLU came in second by one game because Nichols beat them in a doubleheader on Saturday. The Colonels, UNO, SLU, they're all battling to try to win that. So I want to give uh, the Cowboys a little love there because they've won it the last couple of years, by the way. So we'll hear from them. At 2.15, Marlon Favorite. At 2.30, Christian Clark. He wrote a little something over the weekend about we getting close. As we get closer, tomorrow is the draft lottery. draft lottery. So we'll find out tomorrow night before the playoff game, you know, half hour before, where the Pelicans will select. Again, eight or ninth more than likely, 26% chance of getting something in the top four, one, two, three, or four. There is a 6% chance of getting the number one overall pick. And one of the things, Jordan, we've been talking about that, and we'll talk with Christian Clark here as well, July 1st is what he wrote about. That's the date that the Pels can officially pick up the phone, make that extension offer to Zion Williamson. He's been going over it, and, you know, it was interesting because the headline was that Derek Griffin thinks it's going to be a challenge to be able to do that. And we've talked about that last week. For me, I I, I understand there's been two contracts that's some precedent. Joel Embiid and Steph Curry, their, their initial extension, rookie contract extensions had provisions and clauses in there because they were injured, both of them. Do the Pels do that? Do the Pels go in that direction? We discussed that a lot yesterday, but we'll talk to him about that because he wrote about that over the weekend. So that's our guest today. But in hour number one, I want to hear from you Saints fans and kind of touch on all of that as well um, about, you know, Chris Olave, Jarvis Landry, and really now I thought this team – Again, before the signing on Friday, I, I, you know, you know this, Jordan. I, I was like, I think this team can win the division. I, I legitimately think they're, they're a division title contending team. But does the Landry signing make them a, con, a contending team in the NFC? It's amazing what adding wide receivers does to this, just the whole process Look, of the offseason. You legit now, I mean, when you think of the receiving core last year, like, I saw all the tweets over the weekend, right? Like, Friday. Like You went from Callaway being your number one. Again, I, I'm not downing the guy. I, I'm not. But that was your number one receiver. To now Michael Thomas, Chris Olave, and Jarvis Landry. And in Landry and Thomas, you have two vets. Two vets right there. That, again, Landry's a five-time Pro Bowl wide receiver. <laughs> He's a five-time Pro Bowl wide receiver. More more, more jerseys in the Superdome when the Bengals and the Saints face each other in the Superdome. You think it's going to be more LSU jerseys than Saints jerseys in the Superdome? <laughs> it's going to be incredible. But when you think about it, again, seriously, like when I'm looking at this roster, right, and again, and I understand fully, as we talked about on Thursday, there's injuries that can happen and, you know, suspensions that can take. I, I get it, but you're – Nobody's going to be suspended for the season, okay, that we know of. 
I mean, if Kamara, and again, it's a big if. We don't know what's going to come out of that, right? We were pretty convinced that, you know, Marshawn Lattimore was more than likely going to be suspended. He never did. Deontay Hardy didn't get suspended to the end of the season. So we don't know when, how long, and any of that. Um, but when I look at this roster and I look at this team and what, and the transformation, really, that's been able to happen, I mean, Jordan, I legitimately think they, they have a shot in the NFC. Do, do you think that or, or am I? Oh yeah, with the, I, with the quarterback position, I've, especially Winston being one of the top quarterbacks in the NFC now that a lot of, of those players went over to the AFC or retired, I, I think they're, they're in the bet, one of the best possible spots they've been in in a while. I mean, again, I'm not, I'm not being a homer, am I? I don't think I'm being uh, a probably, homer. There's probably some. You think there's some homerism, homerism in there? I'm pretty sure there's a little Cause bit. Cause I, in there. I don't think I'm being a homer. I'm just looking at it from this perspective. If Jameis Winston doesn't drop the snap and can just read a defense, he has options. He has options. Again, Michael Thomas, the last time he played, on a football field. He was injured and he caught 11 passes twice when Taysom Hill was quarterbacking. I mean, I want you to think about that. <laughs> Taysom Hill, who's now the tight end. I, I, I'm just, I'm just saying, right? Like he, he, if he's remotely decent, I mean, who are you doubling? I mean, that's what I'm getting at. Like, who are you doubling? There's options. If, if he can just breathe, if Jameis Winston can just breathe and be calm and just take what the defense gives Not only him. that, I mean, you got to, like you're saying, Alvin Kamara, he's a threat right I, there. That's, I, I'm who, just, who are you putting I'm just, on him? I'm just telling you right now, as a defensive player, and I'll ask Marlon this from the defensive perspective, right? Like, who am I keying on? Who am I keying on? Like, do I dare say, and again, I understand they haven't had a practice together, they haven't done any of this, but, and Jordan, look, it, it, there's no water, I haven't been drinking, and I know what I'm about to say. I don't see any drinks. But since like 11 and 13, where you had options and you saw what that offense can do, I'm not saying this offense is an offense that can score 35, 40 points a game, but I'm just, I'm looking at just personnel, personnel. Okay, and you have at least three to four players that are going to be able to beat one-on-one coverage. Am I lying? I mean, Michael Thomas. Even if you want to call him the slanking, still the guy can still catch, right? Jarvis Landry. I I like my chances against him in a number two or number three corner. Chris Olave, please put the number two or three corner on him, please. Like again, the number one thing that this guy can do that they've said is he runs NFL routes out the box already. Already, I'm going to play next segment, which you heard from Dennis Allen, and all the observations of the people that were at the practice Saturday. If you saw it on Twitter, Jordan, was what? Chris Olave is just smooth. Like, he's a, he's an NFL receiver. You have three NFL receivers. Like, legit. They won nine games with a flag football offense last year. I will just say this. They won the nine last... games with a flag football I, offense. I've always hated this saying. They look good on paper. Four quarterbacks. I it, well, that's what I'm because saying. Because I, that's I, I, the term you. that they I heard look, in all the okay. seven and nine seasons. I'm with you. On paper, they no, look amazing. No, not, I don't know not for no some, seven and nine for some seasons. Of the, for not, no, not no seven and nine. The season. first seven and nine season. Okay, but here, here's what I'm getting at, and I'm just looking at the offense again. Saints fans, help me out here. I I don't think I'm going Homer here. I'm just literally looking at this because if I pay all my attention to that receiving core, you mentioned here comes Kamara. And I know it almost feels like we've forgotten about Mark Ingram. He's still on the team. I don't need him to be a 35 down, you know, carry back. He can just spell Alvin. I mean, the guy can still catch screen passes and still play, right? I, I just, I'm just looking at this team and, and, I, and I, I'm kind of starting to chuckle at the potential they can have because I do think defensively they're as good, if not maybe better. So you have a lot of, you have a lot of confidence in the tight end position that I'm assuming. Again. I literally need the tight end to catch two passes a game and just get not get in the way. 
Get, you know what I'm saying? Like, not getting away, meaning don't get a penalty called on you. <laughs> like, don't fumble it when I actually throw it to you. Just don't get in the way. The tight end position is irrelevant to me right now with all the other receivers that you actually have. And I don't mean that in a negative way, meaning irrelevant, like I don't need you. What I'm saying is it was uberly important when I only had, like, a receiver, maybe two I have so many options now that that tight end, whoever it is that goes out on a route, it, I mean, that poor linebacker, it, he's looking everywhere. You got guys crossing in the middle. You got guys going deep. I'm just looking at it from that perspective. As a defense trying to stop the Saints offense, potentially, and I understand potentially, it's a heck of an offense. By the way, I pulled it up. The DraftKings Sportsbook. I pulled it up over the weekend. Eight. Eight and a half. It's your win total in the New Orleans Saints. And I'll give you the plus minus on that. It's, it's not, there, there's a lot of love for the Saints. Even Raphael, who we'll talk to here in a little bit. But as the NBA playoff action continues, don't forget to pull up the DraftKings Sportsbook app. No games today. We'll get back into action on Tuesday and Wednesday with the Eastern Conference Finals, the Western Conference Finals. Those same game parlays. You saw Drake won like $2 million on a parlay. You see that? It's, anyway. it's just chump change room at this point. Uh, I'm not promising you're going to get $2 million, but uh, put in the code LaRose for the DraftKings Sportsbook app, and you're going to get $150 in free bets if you bet at least $5 on an NBA team to win, and they win. It's that simple. And don't forget those parlays. Total threes made, point totals, rebounds, steals, you name it. You can pick whatever you want. Um, the more you pick, the more you can win. And also, all customers, pace, uh, if you place a same-game parlay with three or more legs and you don't win one, get a free bet back up to $25 if one leg doesn't hit. Sport Hangover off and running, 800-998-1003 at ESPN Radio. NOLA, want to hear from you. Saints fans, you'll hear from D.A., Alave, and Jarvis Landry next on ESPN New Orleans. Calvin Baxton Ford is your Ford dealer here in Lockport. They want you to know it's important to keep your vehicle running its best. So Calvin Baxton Ford's service department is offering you the works. An all change up to five parts is $39.95 or diesel $129.95. The works includes oil filter change, tire rotation, and multi-point inspection. Get a brake job for $289.95, including brake pads, resurfacing rotors per axle. See our certified diesel tech today at Calvin Braxton Ford, Highway 1 in Lockport. RTC, Etel, and Vision have always led the way in communications. A network built for every possibility. Internet, TV, voice, and security. And now, we're moving faster than ever before, propelling us forward into the future. That's what we call revolution. And the revolution is closer than you think. RTC, Etel, and Vision are now Rev. New name, same company. Learn more at Let'sRev.com. How do you make the most of your land? Everyone has their way. And this is how the Allens do it, with the help of their John Deere compact tractor. We grow tulips, peonies, and 7,000 dahlias. Over nine acres. They're a labor of love. There are millions of ways to make the most of your land. How will you make the most of yours? Nothing runs like a deer. Run with us. Visit Home Attractor today next to the tunnel. Energize your business with Bayou Black Electric Supply in Homa. When you're elbow deep in a job, the last thing you need is to lose time and money fetching electrical supplies. Bayou Black Electric will deliver your items to the job site. There's daily scheduled service throughout South Louisiana, Lafouche, Terrebonne, Morgan City, New Iberia, and Lafayette. Plus, the river parishes too. If you need parts, call Bayou Black Electric Supply. 985-223-8807. Highway 311 in Homa. How can we be excited about a show where we just talk? Talk sports. That's how they talk in the Major League. Now back to The Sports Hangover with Gus Kattengau. 800-998-1003. Santos fans, I want to hear from you. Man. Dennis Allen. He's what we thought he would be. Um, really smooth route runner. Good in transition. He's smart. Um, and he's the right type of character guy that we want to bring into our building. Help me out here. I know it's Monday, 
I know it's Monday. I might be out of my mind as we bring in General D into the conversation. But I mean, am I going home? Are the Saints contenders in the NFC at least? I'm not saying win the whole thing. The AFC's loaded, but are, are they are they a team that can contend to go to the NFC Championship game? General D, am I nuts right now? No, I think you're accurate. I mean, I think on paper, like Jordan sure. alluded to. Well, everything's my, on my paper issue, right now, right? Yeah. Well, yeah, but I mean, my issue more is that, no, I think they've done a fantastic job in the offseason. I think patience was the virtue. You've plugged in the holes you needed to at the economical rates you needed to under the cap and so forth. My issue is, is how is a rookie going to perform at left tackle? If, if Penning is able to take that step, I mean, he was the guy that I targeted. He's the guy that I wanted. The issue has been also... Is Ruiz, I'd love somebody to ask this to the, somebody at the Saints organization. Is Ruiz going to finally move back to his natural position at center? The guy was the number one rated center in the country coming out of high school. While in college, he gets drafted mm-hmm. as that. And then we put him at guard, and we've seen that he hasn't really been that productive right. as he's played guard. So I'd like to see him move McCoy to guard. Also, the, the other question, Mark, is, We've always been kind of knocking Pete. Is he going to, you know, coming off yeah. the injury that he's had, is he going to step up? Sure. So right now I'm looking at three question marks in the offensive line. Mm-hmm. I think we're able to give Jameis time. Yes, he can execute the offense. I think the defense is going to be solid. Um, but that's my biggest question mark. I know there's two guys that, that were there last year, Landon Young, who's a guy that I think is a plug-and-play guy as well at times, depending upon his health. And he kicked down to guard if Ruiz isn't getting the job done. And then obviously Hurst. Is going to be battling Penning for right. uh, for that left tackle spot. Well, let, let me play this for you real quick. Let me, let me play something for you real quick. This is Dennis Allen. He was asked about Penning playing left tackle, or, or is, is that where he's going to play? I, I didn't know that there was any doubt that he was going not to play left tackle, or maybe right or switch Ramchek over. But he was asked this question, and and he he ends the answer by talking about his. Feelings on the offensive line. So give a listen. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, we've gotten a lot of a lot of work with with Ram on the on the right hand side. So, um, you know, being able to plug and play, and and look, we've got James Hurst too. So, I mean, uh, we feel pretty good about where we're at offensive line wise. I, I think what I was saying also on Thursday, and look, everything that you just brought up, General D, is a valid argument, right, Jordan? I mean, look, I mean, there are concerns, and you, this question marks: How does a rookie play? Oh, oh I get that. Um, I. I I'm interested on on the impact that Doug Marone will have on the offensive line coming back. And Zach Streif, and there's, you know, the Saints Hall of Fame charity golf tournament going on right now. And, you know, Zach Streif was quoted, I think he was telling the reporter for WBL-TV his thoughts on Penny early on and stuff. And I think Streif and Marone, to your point, maybe can coach up Ruiz and, and you know, and Pete and Penning, I, I think Doug Marone is going to be, or has the potential to be, um, a very key addition. I, I think, don't, don't you, General Dean? And again, I'm hoping. I mean, I yeah. don't know. Like, can you just, you know, tricks of the trade, I, technique, whatever? I mean, he's one of the best offensive line coaches that the Saints have had in the NFL. He's been a head coach. He's been offensive coordinator. Like, I think that guy in that room is, is can help if that makes sense. Yeah, definitely. But like any any offensive line, it's always sure. based upon how they operate as a unit. So, you know, and the knock before was that they didn't want to move a strength, which was center, McCoy, to guard and then put Ruiz at center. But I think now since Drew Brees isn't there, you've kind of further gone down the line with getting a chance to see Ruiz at guard, and he hasn't been that good. Um, I'd like to see him at center, and then we can always flip it back and – Maybe it's just the fact that the player isn't where he needs to be for a first-round pick. But mm-hmm. um, I think that the line is going to be crit- critical in, in how we're going to perform as a team. The other piece is this, Gus, is that left tackles, especially rookies, are a little bit grabby when guys are seeing that speed rush. And if anything, mm-hmm. that's, that's been the knock on Penning, is that he gets his hands on, and if the guy gets on the outside, sometimes he just wants to maul him and throw him to the ground. I think he's would be great in a run game. But uh, there, there may be some learning curve that's going to happen there. Uh, what's your take on uh, all this smoke around those? I, I wasn't on earlier, but what's all this smoke around Breeze? Uh, do you think that ship has sailed, or you think it's completely uh, viable that he might sit at home and see if this team, um, you know, doesn't get it done, step in at some point? I, I haven't touched on it just yet, and I will now. But <laughs> earlier this morning, General D, you know, 
head coach Dennis Allen at the golf tournament was asked about it, and he says he 100% thinks that was made in jest. I do not think at all that he is considering playing for the Saints again, or, or, or that he would. I'm not saying he wouldn't consider it. Maybe he's thought about that, but... Look, I think he's having fun with that report and everything, which is why he tweeted, uh, you know, seeing the receiving core makes me want to play again. I think that's on purpose. I don't think it's because he can, he's coming by. Look, I, I don't, I, I didn't know that it was like that over at NBC. I was texting Rafael Esparza and everything that apparently they didn't think he was that good and all of that. Um, but there's also a lot of people that have talked and even in that report too that he wants to call NFL games and Fox is in need of two color analysts to get going there. So Greg Olson looks like he's in line to be the number one color analyst. So the number two to number three spots are kind of open. I think that's what he wants to do. I don't think he was a big fan of the studio, much less calling again, just Notre Dame games. And I think the, the hope was that he could be the Sunday night guy and replace Chris Collinsworth. But the other thing generally that I was thinking about this morning uh was I wonder if his wife was like, I thought you were retired. You know, I mean, when if he's calling Saturday games, you're booked, right? 12 weeks out of the year and you're doing football every week. And so you're still gone every weekend, even though they're private jets and you can do all those different things. Hey, you also don't have all the but, training camps and you don't have all that stress uh, on your body. I, I, it's, no, I hear you. But what I'm saying is like, I, I don't know if that was what he thought it was going to but be. But you also, you're you also know? practicing during the week. So you, you, I mean, I guess it's just one, it's one or two days out of, you know, out of the but week. What I'm saying is I think he would, would want to do an NFL game as a color analyst where you show up to wherever city you are and that Saturday. You have your meetings with the coach and players. You call the game Sunday. You're on the plane. You're back home. You know. Well, my take different. is this: I think I think Breeze is the ultimate competitor. And when he saw the contract that that the future contract that Brady's going to get, yeah, to go and be an analyst, and he's sitting there going, "Wait, you don't even want me at NBC?" Or you know, Tariko's going to go move into the the you know top spot with Collinsworth, and now I'm sitting here as like, "What am I? You know, I chop liver?" I mean, like, you know, I, I think I'm ready to take the next step. So. I think part of it was to throw it out there that, oh, I'm looking at pickleball, I'm looking at possibly going right. play, you know, quarterback or whatever it is, to get himself back out there. But I do think it was, he felt kind of slighted. So it's like, well, maybe I will go play quarterback if they, you know, you kind of forgot about me. But I, I think that this is Jameis's team. I think they've put enough around him yeah. that this is more to his skill set. And if anything, I think Drew, Drew just needs to lay at home if there's a – Emergency situation like came up happened last year with when they was called him about the Minnesota. I'm right. sorry, when they called him about playing against Miami. Uh, Miami, you know maybe there's an opportunity later in the season. But right now, I think this is James' team, and I think that's where we got to roll. Oh, it's a hundred percent. Ten thousand eight hundred retweets of the Drew Brees, despite speculation from media. My future this fall. I'm currently undecided. I may work for NBC. I may play football again. I may focus on business and philanthropy. I may train for the pickleball tour, senior golf tour, coach my kids, or all the above. I'll let you know. And then he also tweeted, man, signing at Juice Landry and Matthew Era makes me want to come back and play again. Great additions, leaders, and players. I, I think he obviously still follows the Saints and is happy for them and loves those signings. But, again, I, I, I don't see him legitimately thinking he – Dude, he was so beat up in that body, you know. Um, I, I I don't think he could play. You? No, I I think he could come in and play, but I don't think he's going to be the Drew Brees that everybody thinks he could. Yeah. I yeah. mean, I do think he could probably go out there and be serviceable if you needed him down the stretch. I mean, would, let me ask you this. Would you rather him as your backup, not that Drew would come as a backup, but right. if Jameis went down and obviously, you know, Dalton has to step in for the game, but then let's say the bye happened and you had an opportunity for him to sit. Would you would you go to Drew or would you continue <laughs> to just roll with uh, Andy Dalton as your quarterback? Might my, my, be personally, I would go with Drew. Yeah, if you had a chance for him to get ready mm. later in the season. I I, I, I just I think I think for for everything, you know, um, I think they just want to turn the page. To be honest with you, I mean, if anything, I feel like it would have been made sense more if it if he came back with the Miami game, but at this point, no. No. Now I mean, you're dude, you're more than a you're more yeah, you're more than a year <laughs> out now. That he hasn't been training unusual the way punishment. he's been training. So I don't know. I mean look, do I think if he steps on a field right now with the talent that they got that he could drive 
the team down the field and score and play well? I still do, but I, it's it's over a season. So to your point, yeah, that's General fine. D, can he come in for a game? Can he do that? But again, it, it, I, I just I look the contract they paid Andy Dalton. Andy Dalton's the backup. Period. You know, and and that's no. the thing. Like I I just I I they would have to eat that. Like I just it doesn't make on on every aspect it just wouldn't make sense. Well, the the biggest thing is we have to hope that that Winston shows what he can do, yeah, and he becomes our long term answer. That's that's really the the back the biggest thing for the Saints. And the line I think is gonna gonna get there, but I do think there's gonna be more um, more challenges than people are, are even lo- willing to look at right now. Everybody's talking about all these weapons and all, but you got to protect in order to be effective down the field. So I that's all I got to say. But no, I, I'm I'm very excited. Look, don't forget we got a Pelicans draft uh, position tomorrow on Tuesday. We'll know if they're in the lottery or what spot they're going to be in. So yep, that could be another big game changer for the Pelicans. Looking forward to it. Thank you, bud. Appreciate it. Uh, quick break. We come back. We'll hear from Dennis Allen and Mr. Olave and Jarvis Landry. Saints fans want to hear from you here as well. I, I, I'm thinking they could be uh, a little bit more of a, a team that could be in contention for, you know what? At least, why are you shaking your head? You, you think I'm out of it? You think I'm losing my mind? I don't know. I think you're, you, st- think I'm losing you might my still mind? be hung over from last night. You think so? If you were drinking last night. You think so? They have a chance of competing for the title? I think, I think they have a shot. To be a team that could maybe play in the NFC Championship game. Man. 800 I don't know. I don't even know Jordan how to respond just, to that. Jordan just turned his head away from me. So Sports Hangover at ESPN New Orleans. <laughs> you want a cash out. Lady of the Sea Community Pharmacy staff are trained in finding the lowest cost available on your medication. Stop by with your prescriptions or medicine bottles and let one of us review your options with you. With two convenient locations to serve you, we're located in Rouse's Supermarket, Highway 3235 in La Rose, or at Lady of the Sea Medical Clinic in Cutoff. Our staff available Monday through Friday from 8.30 a.m. to 7 p.m. and Saturdays 9 a.m. to 3 p.m. We treat you like family at Lady of the Sea. Welcome to Allstate, where we bring it all together. And bundling your home and auto is good, right? And it saves you up to 25%. It all comes together. Allstate. Here, better protection costs a whole lot less. You're in good hands with Allstate. Click, call, or visit Allstate.com to save today. Bundled savings discounts will vary by state. Saving up to 25% is a countrywide average of savings off the home policy. Combining the multiple policy discount for having auto insurance with Allstate and the welcome discount savings at enrollment. Here's Brooke Burke for Skechers' new workout walker footwear. Do you know the world's number one most popular form of exercise? It's walking. And one company has you covered. Skechers, the comfort technology company. With their newest performance walking sneaker, Skechers Workout Walker. Because the Skechers Workout Walker is fully loaded to get the most out of your walk, including a carbon-infused plate in the sole to add more spring to your step. Find Skechers Workout Walker for men and women at a Skechers store, Skechers.com, or wherever stylish footwear is sold. Serving part-time in the Army National Guard has led to a lot of firsts for me. It paid for me to be the first person in my family to go to school. That education got me to the first day at my dream job, which I can still hold while I serve part-time. That job and the home loan benefits I got from the Army National Guard helped me buy my first house. I also know that I will be one of the first to respond if my community ever needs me. Sponsored by the Louisiana Army National Guard. Aired by the Louisiana Association of Broadcasters and this station. Got a hot take? Everybody listen up. Let's hear it. Call us at 800-998-1003. Answer that phone. Or tweet us at ESPN Radio NOLA. Now, back to the sports hangover with Gus Kattengill. 800-998-1003. Saints fans, am I losing my mind? I, I think they're uh they got some competition. That uh not kind of competition. I think they could be a team that could compete for the NFC. I don't know, maybe they uh, can maybe, be the competition. Um sir, congratulations to you. You uh you made it. You um there's photographic evidence, documentation. You did not you didn't stumble or anything, huh? No, you? I didn't. You got the diploma? I on got Saturday? Every, I got everything. You Took did the everything. pictures. You did? Got the pictures. What was it like, man? Describe the moment. 
I, I kind of was joking with my friends, even though I've never been through this experience. It was almost like getting drafted in the NBA. What? Yeah, it was like getting your name called up. You're walking on the stage, and everything just kind of. Even though I have no idea yeah. what it's like to be drafted no. in the NBA, no, and you wouldn't, and I wouldn't, and I never will. <laughs> no. <laughs> so, but all, I guess that's things, what it would feel like. Of all things, when you walk, not the NFL comes in. You did say you could play tight end at LSU. Uh, no, but I, I th- just I don't know. You kind of you just focus on one thing. It was right. It was just a surreal moment. It was awesome. Yeah. Just like everything coming. You did it right though. You. you Shook with the right, accepted the deployment with the left. Is that no? They didn't even. They didn't like majority. Didn't even shake their hands. No, no. Did you shake hands? Yeah, well, I shook I hands. Know. I guess it's probably different with COVID now. I don't know. All those people. It was mainly just like, all right, get your picture, really? get off the stage. <laughs> but no, it was an awesome. It was an awesome. You know, I, moment. I, lo- I love your dad's. Uh, your dad's tribute to you it was really nice. I love that. I, I, it took a lot to, to come up with that. It was really good. I like that. Make your mark. Yeah, and he got me Maker's Mark. He gave you a, a, a big bottle, old bottle, big of, bottle Maker's of Maker's Mark, mark. with a hundred dollar bill, taped said, on the side. Yep, of it. make your mark. I love that. That's so good. It's so cool of him. He's like that. Yeah, he it really was cool of him. It, it yeah. was cool of him. But now that was awesome experience. And like I said in my Twitter post, I couldn't have done it. Yeah, this whole experience over the past five years without you giving me the opportunity. To actually do that and be able to take off sometimes and pursue school while also being a part of the show. I don't know so, how you did it the, the last two semesters, dude. Yeah, <laughs> like, they, they was, yeah, it was a pain, but I mean, with your, your help and my family's help, it was definitely, you know, made way easier and, um, the process was, I don't, definitely couldn't have been done without it's still y'all's crazy. help. I literally remember you walking into Big Easy when we did the show out of, uh, Big Easy Sportsplex over there and, Hi, I'm Jordan. I don't know who you are. I just sat there for most yeah. of the show. Yeah, apparently you had talked to somebody else that you were going to hit. Yep. I, I had no idea. I literally had no idea. I was like, oh, you're the new intern. And then I watched your dog. And then you watched my dog later on. Yeah. Slept and at he, your house. And, watched yeah. your dog. And here we are, uh, a college graduate. So congrats to Jordan, the graduate now, Bear, Cajun Goat, thank you for giving us a call here on the Sports Hangover. How are you today, sir? I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm great, man. I'm gonna pick up where you left off, Jordan. I was at your graduation. That one clap you got was me. <laughs> really? I you were you there? Go across the stage. <laughs> yes, I saw you go across the stage, and you're right. It was just like you were getting announced, actually, at a basketball game. Because the guy that was calling y'all name, that dude could do the truck and tractor pull with that voice. <laughs> yes, he, he was actually one of my teachers, and he was. He yeah, it was, said, he was like from a- the sports hangover, Jordan Weaver. <laughs> But I heard your name, uh, yeah, you was in a class with, uh, with, with one of my boys, and, uh, yeah, so, not in the same class, he had the, the lady behind you, so y'all were, y'all were first, but I saw you. Thanks. But I gotcha. gave you a clap, brother, so. I appreciate that. Thank you. I appreciate that. It means a lot. Okay. So now, now that you graduated, you gotta lose this negativity about the Saints. Gus there we go. Thank right. you. Thank this you. This team can go to the Super Bowl. You know, you're educated now, you should know that. You got all the guys you need. The only thing that you always say when you say they're going to the Super Bowl, you always add at the end, and, and less of injuries. Injuries is the only thing that can stop this team, their self. So mm-hmm. I think this team looks good on paper. Uh, they even had some clips, Gus, they showed this weekend of that uh, Cornell, uh, the wide receiver out of pit. And that, that dude looked kind of fast <laughs> yeah. for, for a tight end, you know. So it's going to be interesting uh, to see how this class does with um, with the new coach and everything, you know. Um it's the unrestricted drafting class. You know, the Saints has always been good at the unrestricted free agents and stuff. Mm-hmm. So I'm kind of curious to uh, to see how this uh, unrestricted draft uh, – because I always that's the, the part of it I watch the most, Gus, when they do the drafts. You already know the other guy's going to get playing time, but can you find a, a diamond in a rough that didn't get – you know, that didn't get drafted? And the Saints are really good at that. Abram Smith so, seems uh, to be the I'm one that a lot of people feel can, can maybe do that, right? The running back from Baylor, uh, Kroll, the tight end. Uh, seems to have gotten a lot of, you know, play on it. Again, I mean, look, it's one practice that people got to see against nobody and against, you know, anything of that nature. But yeah, look, I, they, they, they do always find somebody to, to make things interesting that we will, you know, be looking at during, you know, preseason games and say things of that nature, you know? The, the safety out of Florida, smoke. That's another one I'm kind of interested in watching. He needs to make he yeah. needs to make the practice squad at least just because of his name, Smoke Monday, and because he yeah, trolled because Atlanta. Name, but, uh, and, and he so also we don't, we don't, we don't, we don't have to make man. a nickname for him. No, no. 
No, you don't even have to make a nickname. I mean, the dude drove kind of fits in your past secondary. the stadium. You know, the he, fits in, he fits in your secondary too. You know, with the uh, uh, CD Deuce and all them guys. You know, mm-hmm. look, Atlanta had uh, had their had that little quarterback they drafted. Like uh, somebody uh, tweeted out that uh, that uh, that he was going to uh, be the next uh, Russell Wilson. Oh boy, <laughs> the guy doesn't even have pads on. Did you see that tweet? <laughs> Look, I mean, again, again, Cajun Goat, keep in mind that their kicker has been their top offensive player and guy that they've been proud of, right, the last two seasons. I, know. I mean, that's their hey, kicker. I just thought it was hilarious, Gus. Oh, yeah. Look, I mean, that's the thing, you know, but, you know, I guess that's not much different than, uh, than where I'm at, man. I'm not, I'm not, I'm not nuts though, right? I mean, look, I think the defense for the Saints is as good as last year or has the potential to be. And, you know, and again, Dennis Allen even said it. When you bring back a guy like Michael Thomas, it's like legitimately you're adding a number one draft pick essentially, right, at receiver with him. And your number one draft pick from last year, Peyton Turner, was injured. And if he's healthy and plays, you're 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 adding a first-round defensive end pick to your team from last year on defense. I just – I, I I don't know. I just look at this team. I'm, I'm like, with I, you, Gus. I, yeah. I, I'm with you on that. I'm totally with you. you, you Peyton Turner, when he did play, he yeah. played outstanding. When no, that played. guy can play. I'm and, telling and you that guy, guy didn't play. even get to see the field. Yeah, didn't get to see the field much last year. So yeah, you're getting enough. You're getting an extra number one defensive pick, and then you. Uh, I, I would still like him to see. I don't know what your opinion is on it, but I'd still like to see him sign Quan back. Uh, I think Quan brings that 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 motivation, that effort, that veteran experience. Yeah. With with the Mario Davis and uh, and with the young linebackers we got, I li- I really like to see him bring Quan back because uh, you know he can he can um, help those guys and he can also help the team. You know. Yeah. No, I hear you. I, I mean, how where, where are you at on Quan? You think you think that would be a good signing? Or I love Quan Alexander. I think um, his athleticism and his playmaking. I mean, you've seen what he can do there. Uh, but I I do think by what you've heard again. From Dennis Allen, say, and Demario Davis last year, if you remember, they spoke very highly about P. Werner. They spoke very highly, and I think if it, again, you're looking at the money that you probably could have or needed to sign Quan to, and you wind up getting Jarvis Landry for three million. You wind up, you know, getting Tyrod Matthew. So, um, if there's money left over, and he's willing to take that, but what what is Quan willing to do? You know. Right, right. But I, I, I would think the market's not looking great for anybody. Uh, a lot of these teams, it, you could see it with the draft. Uh, a lot of these wide receivers are still sitting out there without contracts. There's a lot of other players, veterans that's sitting out there uh, that's been playing in the league for a while, that's been productive, that's sitting out there. That uh, a lot of these teams don't want to pay a lot of money in free agency anymore. Um, mm-hmm. let's, uh, didn't Jarvis kind of take a, a discount to come play over here? Yeah, no doubt. It? Yeah, right, no doubt. It, yeah, so I mean, I think eventually these guys will take these discounts. But yeah, as far as I, I'm totally on board with you, Gus. This is a team that has to make the playoffs at least to me in the NFC. Because name me a team in the NFC that you're actually really scared of. Name me one in the division that you're actually really scared of. Mm-hmm. I'm not scared of none of these guys. So I, I, I'm with you. The NFC is is uh, name the next quarterback in line. After Tom Brady and, and, and Aaron Rodgers, that really is going to give you a scare. And here's the thing: look, Devonte Park, uh, Devonte Adams leaving there is a big loss, don't you think? Huge. I mean, huge to, to me, that's a that's a that's a huge thing. To be honest with you, and with the Packers, um, look, I still think they can be good and all that. But again, I, again, I'm just looking at teams that the Saints are going to have to play. Or compete against, and, and I mean, look, we're, we're going to find out real soon, right? Well, I mean, you got the Rams, you know. We'll see. We'll see how they yeah. are against the Rams this year. And season. I'm not that Gus. I'm going to be honest with you. I'm not that scared of the Rams. I mean, not with the pass rush you have, and seen how Stafford, you know, when when Tennessee went over there and 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 tore them up at their own place that time. I'm not. I'm not scared of Stafford either. You know, I I thought he did a great, a good job, and all that, but. Was that a really an exciting Super Bowl? Let's be honest. The only thing we was excited about was Joe Burrow. I mean, there's nothing that exciting about the Rams. I'll tell you what, he, uh, was, he gets you one know? block there at the end, and he hit, 
he hits Chase for that touchdown. Yeah. I'm telling you, dude. Oh, it's that so it was so painful to see right before he gets sacked. Chase had smoked his defender. And he, he, he was look at wide the look at the problems the Forty Nineers gave the Rams. Yeah, and and they had they had Garoppolo. You know that's been struggling. Yeah. So I yeah. mean, there's it's not. I mean. People are going to have to talk me down off the Saints' ledge because I'm, I'm with you, Gus. <laughs> I think this team can, can can take and be in the NFC Championship yep. game, and I think they can win it, win it all. But I'm going to say it just like I say everything else. The problem with this team has been lately health. If we can get, yeah. if we can stay healthy, this team definitely should be in that number this year. No problem. I, I have no problem with that. Thank you, Cajun Goat. Appreciate it, buddy. All right, buddy. Have a yep. great. Thank you for the phone call. When we come back, we have to talk a little bit about the NBA here as well. Tomorrow's the draft lottery. Jordan will give you who will be the Pelicans representative in the drawing room and who will be on stage. Why did you point to yourself? Might just be me. You're not going. Maybe that's why I'm wearing my Let's Go Pelicans shirt today. (laughs) They're going to fly me out today, later today. You did graduate, but. That's, that was my, that, that, the Pelicans actually offered me a surprise, and they said for graduating, That'd be something, we're gonna it? fly you they, out. They should do that one year. Maybe uh, you know, have a drawing, a, a season ticket holder can go. Just <laughs> and representing the Pels on stage, John Doe. And there he is. Nope. <laughs> yeah, he's sitting there all smiles. <laughs> Takes off his shirt. Is actually a fan oh, of another team. No, no, we can't do that. And when we get back, I guess we do have to. We, we do have to address it. <sighs> this guy. We. I mean. I mean, he's making his media rounds, is he not? Uh, well, Patrick Beverly's become apparently a legend to a lot of people based on what he done this morning. We'll explain when we come back. So Sports Hangover on ESPN New Orleans. Shrimp boats is a common. Since 1948, that's 74 years, Valerio Brothers has been in the commercial shrimping and fishing supply business. They carry a large selection of stainless steel shafts up to two and a half inches, but they can also order larger if you like. They also stock two, three, and four blade propellers up to 40 inches, a large selection of shaft couplings, single V struts, and stainless steel rudders. Now listen to this, Hilario Brothers is now stocking rudder blades and rudder shafts so you can make your own rudder. Now carrying stainless steel plate pieces so you can make your own V-strut. A huge selection of stainless steel stern tubes, rudder and shaft shoes, fiberglass tubes, rudder ports, packing boxes, and dripless shaft seals. Stocking tiller arms and rubber cutlass bearings along with a big line of motor mounts. Visit Hilario Brothers before the season. That's Hilario Brothers, 894 Avenue A, West Wego. Visit their website at hilariobros.com. Shrimp boats is a common, their sails are inside. Shrimp boats is a common, there's dancing tonight. Spring is finally here. At Greg LeBlanc Toyota in Homa, we're ready with truckloads of fresh inventory arriving daily. Plus fantastic deals like the all-new redesigned 2022 Toyota Tundra or the fuel-efficient class-leading MPG with Camry and Corolla. Greg LeBlanc Toyota is also giving you top dollar for your trade. Go ahead and shop the inventory online now at GregLeBlancToyota.com. These outstanding deals won't last long. Nope. Greg's got the deals. Shop South Hollywood Road. Set yourself up for success when planning your next event. Whether it be a festival, Mardi Gras rodeo, or outdoor music venue, Joe's Septic Contractors knows that it's important to cover your bases well before the days of your event. Joe's Septic Contractors can supply 1810 3 and 2 stall restroom air conditioned trailers anytime, anywhere, 24 hours a day, 7 days a week. Planning an event? Visit Joe's Septic at bizcom.net with locations in Cutoff, Thibodeau, Fushaw, Abbeville, and Reserve. Can we talk hot sports? Real sports. Give us a hot spoonful of your opinion. Now back to the Sports Hangover with Gus Kattengau. There are a lot of Pelicans fans that are happy that the Phoenix Suns season came to an end in horrific fashion yesterday. I mean, I, that wasn't even close. It, it it reads 123 to 90. That seems like the game was somewhat respect. That, that was... Luca called his shot that coming in beating. after he lost in one of the games. He said, "Hey, after it's easy. Five. It's easy to talk whenever you're up." Yep. Uh, is yeah. It's easy to be tough or it's, talk yeah. tough or be tough. And it was because Devin Booker, who I think has become one of the most unlikable players in this postseason, which is insane because I used to love Devin Dude, Booker. The Suns, I. It's really an incredible. They didn't handle this postseason well at all, and you saw it here with the Pels. Booker grabbing C.J. McCollum in the corner. He, said, he, there's a word to describe Devin Booker. 
Isn't there? I mean, there really is. And I just, like, seriously. But and he, he did the same thing to, to what you're talking about to Luca. At the end of the game, he, like, smacks the ball out of, you know, Luca's hands. And also, he was on the sideline after getting fouled, and he's acting like, oh, this is the Luca special. Yeah, look, again, karma's a you-know-what. And it came to him. By the way, Devin Booker, 0 for 4 from three-point land in game six. 0 for 4 from three-point land last night. He didn't make a three in games six and seven combined. Jordan, it's something that I was looking at in the two games yesterday. We've been talking about, obviously, what should the Pels do with their lottery pick and draft pick or free agency. And I know a lot of people say, hey, you stand pat and you do think. Here's a very real thing, and I don't think this comes as a surprise when you look at it. I think the Pels roster can compete with teams. But if there's one thing that really stands out to me, and especially when I'm watching Dallas and what they did against Phoenix, their size really affected Phoenix because the backcourt is not a very big backcourt for Phoenix. And their size, I think the Pels game plan sort of exposed what you do to Phoenix. You put bigger players in that backcourt and it disrupts them. Um, and it wears down Chris. Devin Booker had trouble getting a shot off. Apparently there's some sort of mental thing going on with DeAndre Aiden and, and Monty Williams. Schmidt Dua kind of tweeted that it, it's not one-sided. It's both parties. It's, it's really weird what's going on there anyway. My, my point that I'm bringing up is th- there's one thing, though, that I think if you watch the games yesterday really stand out, Jordan. And it's number three. Three-pointers. If you can't make three-pointers or you have the ability to, not only can you turn around a game, you can turn around a series. Flat out. I- I'm watching yesterday, and in the Bucks celtics game, which Boston won 109-81, they attempted 55 threes, the Celtics. 55 threes. They made 22. Milwaukee attempted 33, made 4. Do the math. 3 times 22, 3 times 4. That's a massive point disparity there. Isn't it? They attempted 55 threes. Made 22. Bucks made 4. That It's hard to beat. Hard to beat. In the Mavs-Suns game, Mavericks attempted 39, made 19 to the Suns 12, and they attempted 34. My point that I'm saying is he, the three-pointer, I mean, it's just, it's just, it's just massive. The threes didn't win that game for the, for the Mavericks. It, it helped early to build that lead. I can promise you they were knocking down threes left and right. Luca's hitting threes. Their, the, their other guys are hitting threes, and that game got out of hand quickly because they were launching threes left and right. But it, that's what I'm saying. Like when I'm looking at this game, it's in, it's incredible when you look at re- really the three. So I, I guess that's what I'm at. I'm saying. Pels need to add that. Got to, got to have a guy or two that can come in and just do that. Work on them because look, I mean, it, that's incredible. But one thing that the Pels can do is they can defend. They were really good at defending the three. They're really good at defending that perimeter and everything as opposed to seasons past. But, um, the slander, my goodness, that Pat, that have you seen this morning the amount of people just piling on the Suns and Chris Paul and Devin Patrick Bever- Beverly has oh. been trending, trending on Twitter all morning. Oh, he's um, he's he, he did what first take? He did get up this Basically, morning. Basically, he ran through all the shows. He just went jump from studio to studio. Yes, and all he's done is crush Phoenix. Like when I say crush Phoenix. That's all he's done. True. He's not lying about man, that. CP can't guard nobody, man. Everybody in the NBA he know can't that. Guard, Everybody he can't know guard that. Anybody. What we call them? Cone. You know what you do with cones? Like when in the summertime, you got a cone. You make a move. What does the cone do? Stay still. Exactly. He's a cone. Stop <laughs> playing, man. Everybody that knows right. that. Everyone knows that. It's just y'all don't want to accept it because. True. Wow. So Chris, Chris Paul's a cone, which I find interesting as far as, uh, Teams being scared of Phoenix. What are you saying to that? Basketball player, you can see it in their eyes. They were scared. It ain't about Luka taking it. So they knew starting the game what was going to happen. 
He's done it before. They watch, trust me. They have yeah. iPhone. They have Instagram. They see the numbers of Luka Doncic averaging 39. They hear me saying, man, he did it to me. He did it to me. Kawhi, Paul, George. I'm damn sure you going to do it to them. They know that. Boy, scared of Luka. Ain't nobody afraid of anybody over there in Phoenix, man. Everyone in the league knows that, bro. Like, it's just that y'all don't know that because y'all not in the locker room. No one's afraid of Phoenix. We wanted them. <laughs> we wanted them. No one's afraid of Phoenix. I, I talked to some teammates. I ain't going to say who because I'm going to say who. Forget it. I talked to Paul George last night, man. Pat, ain't nobody scared of them. Wow. Uh, one angry midget. Wrap up hour number one for Sir, how are you today? Excellent. How are you? Doing well, man. What you got? So, calling about the thing. You want sure. to talk basketball. And you're saying that we need to add one of those dead-eye shooters. But we already have it, Gus. There's the magic that. number is 35%. That's the magic number. Okay. So you say 35% over uh, over the possession, you'll score 105 points over 100%. means the other team has to shoot 53% from the field, not including the three. But we already have three guys on the team that can do that. And I think by you have B.I., you have C.J. who can do it, and you have Trey who can do it. If Herb can get to 35%, when you bring – Zion onto the court, those contested threes turn into wide open threes. Mm. And so those percentages will go up. We just need to draft the best player available because there's not a place on our team that we can't improve, at least from the bench standpoint. But that's not why I called. Called about the thing. What you got? So everyone is concerned about Jameis, and rightfully so, right? Can he be the guy? But the real linchpin to this team is not going to be Jameis. Jameis needs to be like top 15 out of 32. The real linchpin is going to be, can we hold serve at running back while Alvin Kamara is serving whatever suspension right. is going to be left? Because people are not, people may forget, but we brought back Doug Marone. And Doug Marone plays a, blo- a zone blocking scheme mm-hmm. on the block. Yep. And so when you have four wide with a running back, with the four wide that we're going to be able to parade out, like, every team is going to have to go small. And that zone blocking scheme is going to give you an opportunity to get to the second level more times than not. If you remember when we were making great runs, mm-hmm. it was Mark Ingram and PT that were getting to that second level, like, seemed like every third play. And they were averaging something like six yards a carry. That's going to be where the Saints' bread and butter is going to be. Because if we can do that, they're going to have to – come up and when they come up that's when Jameis can show his best asset which is that big arm so it's really about can we pick up a running back or can we hold serve yeah. for that six to eight games that it's going to be until Alvin Kamara comes back but this team is built for a run there's no if ands or buts no, right? I mean, so, 24 points a game scoring, that's what I'm getting at man I mean you, you look gonna, at, go ahead teams are not going to are not going to run the score up on us this is not going to be you know, the Saints of 2008 and 2007 where it was a shootout. If we can average 24 points a game on offense, this team is not giving up 24 points a game. They're not. They're not. They will be the the, 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 the best scoring defense as far as point total in the league. There's no other defense that is built like this. Mm-hmm. Well, like I said, man, I, I think when you consider the Saints defense, to your point, and you look at the options again, and I get it, it's on paper. It's on paper for everybody else, including Roy's Miami Dolphins, who he's he's already have them at seventeen and zero, right, with the latest Ingram pick pick up over the weekend, and, and putting them uh, over in the defensive line. But look, here's the thing: to your point, I think you not only have options. Uh, I've been mentioning for the last couple of days. I, I I'm with you 100. percent I think Doug Marone's addition, I think, is going to be big for this team. To be honest with you, you can coach up a lot of those guys on that offensive line, um, and even to the point that that John was bringing up on Thursday when we were talking about this, him having been an offensive coordinator with the Saints and also being a head coach, that that kind of helps talking to players. It helps to be Carmichael to be another ear there and suggest things or just kind of be able to break things down and, and help. I just I think it's actually a huge addition. Well, and the, the thing to consider with this team is that it, it's a one-cut scheme, and so it's it's finding it's finding that zone and making that one cut. With a guy like Alvin Kamara, when he makes that cut, you add add three yards after the hole every time. 
because once he finds the lane, there's nobody can grab it. Mm-hmm. Like you see how elusive he is. So his yards per average are going to go up, and that's going to shorten the game too. So your defense, if that running game gets going the way it did in the past when the Saints were absolutely dominant, it, the, it shortens the game. We'll lead on time of possession, and, lead, and then that forces other teams to throw the ball, right. and then you're throwing into – the strength of our team, I mean, everybody talks about the defensive line, but the strength of our team is the back five, especially if Alante can transition. I know that coach had said he was going to play him as a boundary, but if he can transition to a safety and you go to that three-safety look, that's nasty because that kid has great, great ability to read and react. So that's really nasty. And teams are going to have to start throwing the ball 35 times. They're going to be in trouble. Okay, um, one angry major. Always a pleasure, man. Thank you for giving us a buzz, bud. Take care, sir. Yep, there he goes. Jordan, I'm telling you, I'm not, I, I look at this team, why not? Hour one's in the books, hour two next on ESPN New Orleans.